Today's guest is Gail Gilliland. She's a speaker, she's an author, she's a ghostwriter, she's an entrepreneur, she owns a co-working space, and she's just all around awesome. We talk a lot about some heavy stuff in this show. Gail works with people who record generational storytelling, so we talk about death. We also drop a lot of F-bombs. So make sure you've got your headphones in and your glass of wine, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey friends, you're listening to another episode of Slightly Unfiltered. I'm your host, Desiree Wolf. I've got something to say, you've got something to say, so let's get talking. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I am so I'm so excited for this call. Um because okay. <laughs> we I like we're friends. Like we I totally friends. I, I know things about you and you know things about me. I do. <laughs> in our in our deep dark circle. Um but like I also find you fascinating. So okay. <laughs> I was super excited when you're like, yeah, I want to be on the show. <laughs> because what you do fascinates me and your whole attitude, of course you're a badass. So yeah. I was like I try. <laughs> you are a perfect fucking fit for this show. Thank you. I'm so excited. I just, I love the whole thing. So I love seeing your things come across my Instagram feed and I'm just like, oh, oh, it's Desiree. Look, I got to share that. So like I share your posts. I don't always remember to tag you because, you know, I'm moving fast. Um, But I actually share it to the stories of the co-working space. And there Um, goes the dog. See, I told you they're part of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Love fest. It's amazing. So I, um, for everybody listening, I wanted Gail to be on the show, not only because I absolutely adore her, but Gail has a business with some mad skills, getting people to talk about death. And I think, I think that's really cool. Um, and on my one woo side, I feel like today was perfect timing because actually after this recording, I am headed off to uh, funeral services. Uh, someone on my boyfriend's side of the family uh, actually passed away and today is the funeral service. So my one woo was saying, oh my gosh, this is like kismet that you are on the show today and you talk about death. What, tell me, like, how did this all get started? This whole adventure of, of let's get people to talk about their story and, and what happens in death and all this stuff. I always try to tell like a short version of it and it never ends up being short. It's like really long and complicated because it's basically how I, I don't know. It was, I had to, it was really had to do with processing my own grief and that's what legacy like I say, so when I say legacy, I'm referring to the legacy recorder, which is like this whole big world I've created. Um, and I'm a writer by passion and trade. So like legacy has been like world building and like character building and like, it's just this big thing. So it started and is rooted in grief and death. Um, because my father passed away when I was, I was technically, 18 but he died like seven days after my 18th birthday and um uh it's another longer part of the story is that I had a baby in January of 2006 and my dad passed away March 7th 
so of that same year so I had a baby my senior year um turned 18 and then my dad died like wow that's a lot all at once right all at once right like yeah (laughs) and it was kind of um not kind of it was like you know I had this like really awful thing that happened and I had this really amazing thing that happened but also teenager with probably postpartum depression but didn't know and like trying to like fill you know it's just hot mess Sunday so that's it, a lot to navigate for yeah, for an adult let alone somebody who's just becoming an adult yes and and a second person in my life who decided like who chose us who like moved from Pennsylvania to Arizona as a teenager um so dude and I are still married um uh, we've been married for 14 years and I love October. that you call him dude. Dude, dude. <laughs> no, his name's Shane. Um, and um, we, there's three There's three kids now. Um, but like that, anyway, so Legacy, I didn't actually start, it's not like I started Legacy in like 2000 or 2002 or whatever. Um, I started the actual, like what the business looks like in 2015 um, uh, because actually of Blab. Um, so Desiree will have to like do an explanation to show yeah, it. Shout, shout out to old school Blab days. I miss Blab. For I those of too. you who don't know, Blab was this uh, short lived video social media. It was fun. I miss it. I wish it was still around or I wish, and there have been a couple of other sites who have tried to bring it back, but anyways. Okay. So back, anyways, to, the story. So it was, so back to the story. So I, um, let's see. So let's, I'll focus on the death part. So that's where that came from and something I've been able to do throughout my lifetime is people feel comfortable with me and I like I basically feel like I have it plastered across my forehead of tell me all the horrible things that have happened to you and you're going to feel better after you tell me I can totally see that right yeah like you're just you're gonna you're gonna like feel better like it'll just feel lighter and it'll just be wonderful and better yet you'll be able to like go and talk to other people in your life and share the story after you've shared it with me so that's, that's something where this came from. So when someone um, passes away in someone's life and they're like, hey, I don't know what to do about this part. They go, hey, you should talk to Gail. She's the death lady. The death um, lady. She's the death lady. Dun, dun, dun. Right? <laughs> dun, um, and, and I think some of that comes from navigating it early on. So, um, and like there were like a, gran- a grandparent passed away when I was like five or six or something. Um, and I've just been really aware of mortality, like my whole life. Um, and, and I'm not scared of it. Like, it's just, it's just part of what we do. Like it's what makes the human experience, the human experience is that it's going to end. Yeah. And what does it look like before we die? Yeah. I think, you know, you know, I'm, I'm with you because I don't think, I don't think I'm scared of it either. And it's interesting. Like I, I almost find death comforting. Like, because we all, we all know what the finish line is. Right. Right. I'm over here shaking my head. Like you could, people can see me. I have to remember. (laughs) Sorry. Like, yes, I agree. Oh, and it's, it's like, not being scared of it and like being okay that it's coming is different than it being scary. So like I was there when my dad passed away. Um, and for personal reasons, I'm not, I won't get into the like specific details. Um, but it's not that it isn't like terrible and awful. Um, and you know, we, I go back and forth 
um, when someone goes, well, do you think it's better if, you know, someone passes away suddenly or if it takes a long time? And my response is always that it's just, it's different. And then yeah. it's different for each person. Like I've experienced it both ways and it's just, it's just crappy. So it isn't that it isn't, that it's not hard. It's not like, it is all those things. But one, the way I approach it in legacy is that we talk about all of that. Like, it's okay to talk about the negative side of it. It's okay that it hurts. It's okay that it's awful. And that it isn't, we don't, our stories don't need to only be what's on Instagram. Like, we're allowed to have negative feelings too. And we're allowed to want to share those stories. Um, But also from a um, understanding that the person who we want to tell it to might not be um, able to hear it that day or they don't have the energy so like a part of legacy is training on how to approach these conversations if you're not prepared to have that conversation how do you navigate that um because we're um we're like me myself sometimes someone really wants to tell me something and I'm just have to be like hey you know I want to be here energetically and emotionally for you and I if you want something specific from me I cannot give that to you today I it's a lot to, to receive. Able. It's a lot to receive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine lot. that. So. And if you're, if you're tapped into any kind of energy or, or, you know, if you, if yeah. you have that empathy towards people, I could imagine that what you do can sometimes feel pretty heavy. Yeah. So every manuscript I've saved them all. Like any like manuscript I wrote for the very, for the very first legacy book has tear stains just like all over it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Ink running, like all my notebooks, like there's tears on everything. Like I would have to stop because I couldn't see the computer. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. I I can't, I can't imagine. And it's so, it's like you're saying, it's such, I I don't want to use touchy, I guess sensitive. It is a sensitive subject because people do handle it differently. Mm-hmm. You, you have people like, I'm horrible at shoving it down. Like, like I'm, I, cause I, I really am actually okay with it. Like I'm okay with death. I get it. Yeah. Um, and, but I think part of me being okay with it kind of pushes it down. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. The room's on fire, but I'm fine. <laughs> But there, there are some people who they, they, they have to, they're more emotional about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and they're, um, they're demonstratively emotional about it because even the people who are stamping it down, like, it's not that you're not emotional. You just don't, you know, maybe you don't process it outwardly. So there, you know, everyone processes things differently. And that, like, that experience comes from, understanding that I process the world differently. My kids process the world differently and like non-neurotypically differently. So like there's a whole thing going on of what is wrapped up in legacy. And part of it is you don't, you know, just because you can't see someone's emotions doesn't mean they aren't there and doesn't mean they aren't experiencing them. And it doesn't mean that it isn't impacting them. It's just different. So one of the um, stories that I don't think it's in the book, but, um, the day my dad died, um, he actually, um, he'd been sick for like, he'd been in the hospital for like six weeks. And so his, um, body started shutting down. And so we actually, um, took him off life support. Um, and that's actually how he died. So I went to school 
in the more, I think we had decided, maybe we decided the morning of, so like I had actually gone to school. Um, so my brother and I were in high school, I went to school. Um, but I think, I don't know if the hospital called, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I knew I wasn't, um, staying. So I had to go into school. I had to go to um, my teachers and say, like, you know, I'm leaving. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go home. And um, I have like, to go like, home now. Something important has happened. <laughs> but the um, there was a. I was in honor choir, and there was a. Um, we were supposed to. We were going on a trip. We were going to compete in Chicago in for honor choir, um, for like regionals or something. It was a big deal. Um, but the night my dad died, um, there was a mandatory meeting. And, um, if you didn't go to the mandatory meeting, then you weren't allowed to go to Chicago. Okay. (laughs) Right. So me being who I am and my mom, who, you know, she is, we're like, well, we're going to have to go to this meeting. Right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I go to school. I like, sorry, I gotta go. Like where, you know, is ready for the unfiltered part. We have to go kill my dad. Okay. No way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Um, and I'm laughing, but it's a little funny. It's a little funny. So, so you're talking about stamping it down. Like my mom, yeah. like we're my whole family, not my whole family, but like my mom, me and my brother, like we are so crass. Like, I mean, if you, it's just how we deal with it. It's how we yeah. process it. So like, I have my sense of humor with death. Like people think I'm terrible. And so I always do like trigger warnings on like some legacy posts because I'm like, listen, this is how I talk about this. Like, if you're not okay with it, that's fine. But just, you know, go somewhere else. Like, yeah. And if someone's just died and someone's like, um, like a loved one's just died and I have a friend who's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like, and I go read your stuff. I'm like, hold on. Didn't so-and-so just died? You need to think about this before you go listen. <laughs> warning. Like, just <laughs> warning. Just, just just stay away from here for five seconds. Like when you're ready, come find me. Like it'll, it'll be great. Um, this is a long story. See what happens. I get excited and then I get on tangents. No, I love um, it. Tangent away. <laughs> okay. So, so we go, we do the thing. Um, we take him off life support. The whole thing happens. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm reliving it. I'm not telling you about it, but I'm reliving it right now. Um, so, <laughs> So we go to this meeting and I know it was a Tuesday because there was also a scout meeting that night. Um, and so it was a Tuesday and we go, um, we go to the Chicago meeting. Now my choir director, she knows full well why I wasn't in school because I went and I told her, yeah. I was like, I have to go, like, I have to go home. Like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Cause it was like our, we were having, we had a practice for the, I don't know anyways. Um, of course she thought we were nuts. So we show up to this mandatory choir meeting so I can go to Chicago and um (laughs) and um I'm not gonna say the person's name um but someone comes up to us and um and in like a very like like oh like in that you know how people walk up like they they're saying hi to you and they like acknowledging you like that you're present but they're really doing it so that you know that they're better than you are and oh yeah yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. they're just, they're deigning to say hi to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're, Which are, like, they're not saying hi to you for full, like, self Right. Reasons. Because everyone yeah. knows my dad's been sick. Yeah. So, like, everyone can see them doing this. So, what do we, it's that performative. Right. Like, they were performing for the crowd, right? Right. <laughs> so, they ask, they asked my mom, so how's Pat? And my mom, without skipping a beat, go, oh, he's fine. 
shut up. No, totally, totally serious, right? And just, oh, he's fine. He's doing great. And the person goes, oh, that's good, blah, 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 walks away. And my, my choir teacher, like, sees us, and she just comes over, and she just hugs both of us. Like, she didn't hear the exchange, <laughs> um, but just, like, hugs us. And um, and then after, so we sit through the meeting, blah, 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 and, you know, she did the whole, like, why are you here? And I'm like, well, we still got to live. Like, this is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and she said it was a mandatory meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Chicago. And, you know, the another part of the story, but it was the, it would be the first time I would leave besides having to go to school, it would be the first time I would leave Mora, which was, who was an infant. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Like I left Mora, like, I don't know, four months, three months after she was born to go to Chicago. Um, oh no. Talk about mom guilt. Yeah. Um, so That's human um, guilt right there. Right. You're at a, so you're at a mandatory meeting hours after your dad has died and, and planning your trip away from your child for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, so then we go to the scout meeting after the mandatory Chicago meeting because it's on the same campus. Like it's like with like we could walk there, right? <laughs> so we go over to the meeting, and everyone knows that he's gone because we like said we weren't coming, right? Because we had to like you know tell people we weren't coming because my mom was a leader and like I was in a leadership role and you know this that and the other. <laughs> and <laughs> and or. We go in and like um, people are condolencing or whatever. And then I don't know if it was as we were leaving. I don't remember what happened, but um, again, not going to say the person's name, but my mom and I are laughing. Like we're <laughs> like, we're just, we're together, right? Yeah. We don't have my baby. My partner isn't there. My brother is at home and it's just me and my mom. Yeah. And you're, ha- there's a connection. There's a connection. And we're just yeah. like, it's just who we are. Like we just, <laughs> so we're laughing and we're talking about you know um I don't remember what you're talking about but the person but I had to do with daddy and um and the person goes why are you laughing you should not be laughing he died today why aren't you blah 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 and I lost it oh my and gosh. this was an adult I lost it <laughs> I can I, imagine I told them off like you wouldn't believe um and was just like no Good like you, you don't get to determine how we grieve like get yeah. over yourself yeah like bye-bye yeah. um and I write about some of that stuff in um blog posts and things but but it's really so it came out of experiencing death at a time when um I was having to navigate all these things and listening like being on that cusp of adulthood like I was an adult because I had a baby that was the other thing yeah you know you know you want yeah so I was in adulthood having to grow up really freaking fast and watching these adults around me be absolute jackasses to me to my mom to like every like it just was insane and I just you know I didn't do anything with it, didn't do anything with my grief, stamped it all down for a really long time. <laughs> and then in 2015, I was like, all right, all right, it's time. Like, I got to figure some of this shit out. I have to process it. I have to sort it through. Otherwise, I'm just going to not, like, I'm not going to come out of, of where I am. Yeah. Like, I have to figure this out. Yeah. And so then I've been, that's what I've been doing for the last five years is processing. That's amazing. Writing, figuring it out. Yeah. Right? And going through and saying hey assholes this is what you do when death happens like so that's like an actual blog post is what to do when death happens and it's going to be a book I'm working on it um but that'll be one of you know I don't know if I'll get it done this year or not but 
I, love I just it. talked a lot. No, I love it. I think this is such a big topic. This is one of those topics that more people need to talk about because, you know, like I said earlier, we all know death is coming. Right. And the line you, you just said something that totally was like a ton of bricks at the side of my head. I even wrote it down and you said, you don't get to determine how other people grieve. And I, I think, you know, you know, that part of your story was like, that's so true. Like we, we have a tendency to tell other people, why aren't you sad? Why, yeah. why are you being happy right now? It's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I'll deal with this my way. Get the fuck out of my face. Don't tell me how I'm supposed to be right now. Right. And I think that's huge. I think, oh my gosh, this is, so you, you help other people write their stories. Is that right? Is that? Yes. With uh, the legacy the, the reporter. Most, the simplest version. So the legacy, the way I view it is that I'm creating tools and processes and systems that people can use to either tell their own story or to work with someone they love to tell their life story. Oh my gosh. So, that's so fun. Right. It's so fun. So like books, courses, like worksheets. So I don't purse, I mean, you can come pay me Buko bucks and like hire me to do it. But at the core of it, I wanted it to be accessible. I wanted people to feel like it was something they could afford. So like the first book only costs like $12 and 95 cents. You can like, there's a whole host of things that's free on the website. Like you could never pay me a dime and still get what you needed. That's awesome. And, yeah. That's so. huge. That's like a big, that's a, that's a big mission that you're on. And I love it. I think it's freaking awesome. But you're, you're doing this in conjunction with running other businesses too. Like this is yeah, not your got, only gotta, thing. No, I got to pay for it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you only charge twelve ninety five for a book. I know. You gotta well, run. And, I, <laughs> and I've had a ton of people say, well, why don't, why isn't it a nonprofit? Why aren't, why isn't it this? And Maybe, you know, maybe I should have done a nonprofit, but I wanted it to be a social enterprise. So I wanted it to be something that um, was self-sustaining and could employ people who were either like immediately around me or, you know, couldn't get employment somewhere else or something like that. Now I'm still not there yet yeah. because I haven't, <laughs> don't have grants. I didn't accept, like I've had people like offer to buy portions of legacy. I've had people offer to buy it out and I've said no every time, which, you know, maybe is crazy, but whatever. Well, it's like, a passion project for you. You can, you can project. tell it's obvious. It's something that you're excited about. I call it my art. So yeah. it's my art. It's something I get to go. I get to do. I get to be myself. I get to talk however I want about it. And, um, and there aren't any limitations. So if I want to talk about a subject, I just talk about it. It's fantabulous. Look at that. That's badass. <laughs> That's so freaking awesome. Gail, I love the way you show up. Like you had, you <laughs> have what, what I always thought was funny is w when you told me that you had a co-working space and mm -hmm. I was following you on Instagram and I was like, I thought this woman is freaking hilarious because when I think co like there's a couple co-working spaces here in town and they're very um, stodgy. Like they're okay. try they try to, they try to appeal to, you know, the masses and they don't, they, they're just, they're just very vanilla. <laughs> Yeah. And then and then I come across your branding and you just tell it like it is. And I absolutely love it. I freaking love it. I'm having a ball with the co-working space. So like I just bought it in December, yeah. by the way. And for anyone who's listening, we're in the middle of a pandemic, if you're <laughs> listening to this in 10 years. So I bought a co-working space 
three months before my entire state shut down. And like, guess what? <laughs> co-working spaces are yeah. not a thing. You're not allowed like, to co-work right now. You're not allowed Here, to co-work right here's now. my business of a co-working <laughs> space. Yeah. But no, I'm having an absolute ball for it with the, um, with how the personality comes out in the, um, in the co-working space because it's like really me. Like, um, I don't cuss in the legacy brand really anywhere. Um, just partially because I know my kid, like my kids watch my YouTube videos and my kids show my YouTube videos to their friends. (laughs) And that started within the first like three months of me starting the YouTube channel. Um, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to like be really careful. So I don't cuss anywhere. Yeah. The legacy brand. Um, and, but the co-working space, all bets are off. Like you get all of me if you're coming into the co-working space. So the, I'm having way too much fun writing for that. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's, I'm trying to do Mad Men without the chauvinism. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Um, so everything is that era, like design wise, like I picked those colors, the furniture, like I'm trying to, um, cause I love it. Like I love how I like the scrappy. I like the, that advertising. Mm-hmm. Like I just loved how they did it. Yeah. Um, and there's so much that they figured out in that time frame, and that they were able to put into words and just like, I love the whole thing except for the chauvinism part. So, <laughs> yeah, <fuck laughs> so, that part. yeah, just, just not, there's not quite that part. Like, um, so that's what, um, I'm going for is it, someplace that people feel safe when they walk into, they feel like they've walked into, you know, their home or like their mom's home. Um, but it's also like fun and cool and that's where they want to hang out. So, um, I also did a, it was really important to me that it was a sensory friendly space. So I have, um, what I call nesting desks. Um, so they actually fold down like microwave table, like TV dinner tables. Okay. So you could take that and a chair and, um, and they're in one room and you can take it anywhere in the co-work and just go sit anywhere you want. Oh, that's so, fun. Like, right? Isn't that fun? I thought it was fun. So I just, I've had a lot of fun with it. Like I got to paint it whatever I wanted and I don't know, it's just been neat. Yeah, I, I need that. to move so I can right? come use your co-working space. <laughs> or you could get a Nomad membership and um, be in the Slack channel. So there's an active Slack channel um, and which I'm really proud of um, and just you know, come visit. Oh, that's fun too. Oh my gosh. Right? Thank you. And again, accessible, it. like trying to do pricing that if you were, um, if you were like stay at home mom and you had the side hustle you've been trying to do, or like you're a photographer and you've been trying to, you've been meeting people in our local coffee shops. Like I wanted you to have a space to come and meet your clients one day a month, two days a month for the cost of like three cups of coffee. That's and awesome. coffee's included. <gasps> coffee's included. Oh, you coffee's got me. Coffee's included. Printer's I'm, included. And I'm, I'm on extra. my way. You had me right? a coffee. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so fun. Gail, I love the way you show up. You're just on unapologetically Gail. It took, it took a long time to get here. Don't be fooled. <laughs> oh, no, trust me. I get it. I, I come from a place of I'm so scared to be me because I know who, I know what I'm capable of. <laughs> like, are you sure you really want to know me? Are you sure you want the real me? I don't think you're ready for that, but you know. I don't think you're ready for that. The world is ready for it, Gail. We have to, <laughs> we have to show them the real us so people right? stop freaking hiding. <laughs> That's it. There's, there's more of us out there who are scared to be unapologetically us. And that's, 
that's the whole point of this show is to just inspire and motivate women to start telling their stories. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Oh my gosh. No, but yes. They're they're really not that, they're not that hard. (laughs) I should have come up with harder ones. Um, Did did you ever watch, um, I totally just blanked this name of the show. It was that interview show with James. Mm, It'll come to me. I'll think of it where he would, Oh, the actor studio with Mm. James Lipton. Okay. I think this is where I'm going to show my age. Yeah. I was just going to say I'm a lot older than you. So anyways, he would interview actors, um, very candidly. And so like some of it, some of it, and the rapid fire question part was my favorite part of the show. So that's where I was inspired. I was like, I have to have rapid fire question. Okay. Um, let's see who is someone either in your life or a celebrity that you admire. This is always the hardest one. I know. Well, it's like he'll be, you know, the way you should answer, how like you think so and so wants you to answer. Is someone going to be hurt if I don't answer this? You know. Um, Fuck them. <laughs> um, you can say it's me. It's okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's totally you. It is me. Isn't <laughs> just so I'm just going to make all my guests say that it's me. Right? Like, there's right. only one correct answer to that question. It's like in the contract. Like, you cannot come on yeah. the show unless you unless say, you it's, say it's, it's in the agreement. That's right. Um, uh, I, probably my parents. Being yeah. Traditional and say my parents. That's okay. I'll accept that answer. What's <laughs> one thing that really pisses you off? Um... When, when someone asks for help and the other person who they're asking doesn't actually give them the help they asked for and they just do something entirely different and it's obnoxious. Like, what a waste of time. Like, there's so many, what? They're assholes. They are assholes. Like, they're like, if if I can be efficient in my time and I'm going to take the time to ask you for help and you can't be bothered to listen to the question I asked and actually give me the help I asked for. So, um, yes. That's where, that's where after you say, thanks a lot, go fuck yourself. Pretty much. And so I, I stop asking for help from that person and sometimes just stop talking to them at all. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's a human dignity component. Like if someone's asking you for what they need and you can't be bothered to, you know, if you can't show up, then say that. Like, that's fine. Like, it's cool. But don't, you know, don't think you're being generous and magnanimous by not actually helping. Yeah. Don't blow help smoke up my ass. (laughs) (laughs) That was an image. That was an image. (laughs) What's your favorite swear word? Oh, um... All of them. (laughs) Okay. So I actually have a long time ago. I don't know when I started, but I started using expletive. Yeah. Like I just say expletive. Like if I'm in a space where I know, like, I can't, like, if I can't pick one, if I cannot pick a swear word that adequately fits the situation (laughs) and the, um, the situation, what was the other word? Um, not ceremony, man. I'm not going to come up with the word I want right now. Anyhow, um, but expletive, expletive, like, it's just like, it means 
for me, like, I think, <laughs> I think anyone who hears me say it, they hear whatever word is most relevant to them and what their favorite swear word is. It's a fill in so the blank. <laughs> it's a fill in the blank. It's amazing. I can just say expletive and like, you know, depending on how you say it, like it could mean anything. I don't know. I think, um, I think words that are, I love words in general that are um, versatile, like things that can mean so many different things depending on the inflection and stuff, yeah. which is why I think swearing is so much fun. Like you just, there's so I much mean- to it. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be angry. It could be happy. I mean, fuck yeah. (laughs) If you could share one piece of advice for women who are listening everywhere, what would that piece of advice be? Um, it's aggressive, but like that it's going to be okay. You know what? Sometimes I think that's the best advice. Like, you know, it doesn't, cause I have, my brain has a really unique way of thinking. Okay. I'm, you know, I have, I've been, I've honed and been blessed naturally with tools that have allowed me to like summit insurmountable peaks in my life. Right. Like I just go and I do the thing like failure is not an option. And, but I define what success looks like. So no matter what I do, it's going to be okay because I've decided what success looks like. And sometimes it's comfortable success and sometimes it's this really big thing I'm going to try and do, but whatever it is, it's going to be okay because I know I'm showing up when I'm doing it and I'm showing up as much as I can when I can. I love it. Oh, I just love you. See, that's great advice. Since you can't see me, I just made, I made my Gale face. There's like many. There's Gale Gale. face. I'm going to, I'm going to do a screenshot and um, post that. Thanks. Gail face right in the show notes. Gail face. I hate you. <laughs> but you love me, Gail. I do. It's why I'm here. Gail, complete this sentence. To me, being slightly unfiltered means. I'm going with the original. Um, to me, being slightly unfiltered means not towing the line of arbitrary societal societal expectations. I love it. And I love you. Gail, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you and learn more about either uh, Legacy Recorder or the co-working space? So I would start with gailgillen.com. It's and that'll G-A- be in the show notes. That'll be in the show notes. So I don't have to spell it you with don't all have the I's and the L's. It. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to just jump straight into Legacy, um, it's Legacy Recorder just about everywhere. I'm on every social channel. Um, so... So go stalk my friend Gail and learn about yeah. the amazing things she's doing, getting people to talk about death. So it's not such a freaking horrible thing to talk about. I love it. Right. Gail, thank you so much. I hope one day you'll come back on the show because I think we could talk for hours on all the things. We, we could. We probably need to pick one topic. It, yeah. Time, but yes. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank and you. And I just love you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Slightly Unfiltered. You can find me and all things Slightly Unfiltered at slightlyunfiltered.com or on Instagram. Be sure to go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Until next time, you badass bitches. 